0: And grab a pen, you're going to want to write this down. Hi, welcome to the confidence and communication podcast. I wanted to start this one off with just a little bit of affirmations. I want to say, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful to live the life that I live. I'm not where I want to be in my goals, in all my aspirations. But I'm not where I used to be and things just keep getting better and better. And I'm just, I'm so thankful that I have this podcast. I'm so thankful that I have listeners. I'm so thankful for the work that I do. I just feel so blessed and it was really important for me to just share that with you today. In my podcast, I'm so (laughs) grateful that I get to meet and I, I meet these beautiful, incredible women anyway, but I'm bringing these amazing women into your awareness to encourage you, to inspire you, and to remind you that you can do it too. We are all trying our best. We're all doing what we can. We're all putting things out there and sometimes hoping for the best. But what I'm hoping that you're going to get from this message that you're going to hear today is that you're going to put a little bit more trust, a little bit more faith. And even if you feel that you have a lot of faith, it can always step up a bit and I hope that this conversation that you're going to hear today is going to encourage you and inspire you to do that. Today, I am sitting with a beautiful, incredible CEO, Chief Creative Officer of Coal and & Canary and the co-founder of Piper Perro. She's an entrepreneur, designer, speaker, creator, and she's living colorfully in Canada. The two of us met through the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce Small Business Summits and uh, before I met her I was buying her candles in different places and I can't even remember where but it was not in Winnipeg. My guest was named Insight Success Magazines one of the 10 most successful business women to watch in 2021, Amanda Boozy. Canada's favorite artisan candle according to Forbes magazine for her work. She most recently was named female entrepreneur of the year through the women's Business owners of Manitoba, as well as Volunteer of the Year through the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce in 2019, or Spirit of Winnipeg Awards in the trade category, as well as Best Small Business of the Year award from 2020 Tourism Winnipeg Awards of Distinction. So impressive. When she's not designing the next Colin Canary collection, you'll find her singing, cooking, painting, or spending quality time at her cabin with her family, her husband Jeff, and her little dog Pancakes, So I got to meet. At their office, and Amanda is just fun. She's inspiring. Her energy is just bright and inviting. And I want to hang out with her more. So check out this podcast episode and follow Amanda online. All of her links will be in the notes. And enjoy. Don't forget, take a screenshot, share it with uh, both of us, tag us on Instagram, and let us know what you thought. Let us know what you loved. I can't wait for this episode to come out. Hey Amanda. Hi.
1: Thanks for having me <laughs> at your space. Thank you for coming to my space.
0: Yes. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited. I couldn't wait. So we had lunch about a month ago or so yeah. and we just talked. It was probably like 2 hours or something. It was a long time.
1: It could have been 8 hours. It could have, it could been. have been more
0: than that. We, it yeah, worked. we could be doing this all night. So yeah. we had so much to talk about. And because we have so much to talk about, you have done so many amazing things that it was kind of hard to say, well, how do we make a 30-minute podcast? (laughs) Like, I think we need to do a series, really. Part one. (laughs) Yeah. So the first thing that I wanted to just kind of chat about is your decor. So anyone that sees you even online, anyone that knows you, sees any of your spaces, like pink is the highlight, which I love. Yes. Yes. And, but everything is like, it's just fun like where does
1: that come from and
0: have you always been that way
1: I think I have I just I love having fun like that at the end of the day I just think you know I'm a very optimistic person I've always loved color I'm super into design and I'm very affected by my surroundings and from day one, I remember always thinking, I want to have a job where I can be surrounded by, you know, lots of color, lots of things I'm inspired by. And I don't think that having a job that you work really hard at and you take very seriously has to be stuffy or has to mm-hmm. be so serious and, you know, that type of yeah. corporate environment. So, um, I mean, I think allowing myself to express myself visually is really a key part of who I am. And, yeah. and I, I like to have a really fun environment for my staff too.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Well, when I walked in and I said that to you and I came in, I feel like <laughs> we're about to have a party. Like, this is, yeah. we're ready to go. It's
1: like an extension of my home, really. So, that's, oh, I love
0: it. <laughs> okay. So now back to business. Yes. So you are a boss bitch. Thank and I, I believe that. So, one of the places that you and I originally met was through the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce, the small business summits, yes. are they called? Yeah. And you were the chairperson there. Yes. So we didn't have a lot of opportunity to like meet one-on-one just Mm -hmm. because life is busy. Exactly. Exactly. And, but I remember the first time you were speaking at one of the events and I was like, Colin Canary. I'm like, why do I know that name? And I'm like, (laughs) I've bought those candles, not from the forks. I can't remember where, but it wasn't even in Winnipeg. And I'm just like, it's so cool that she's here. (laughs) Like we're in the same room and I just love this. Thank you. So, I feel the same way about you. I'm just going to throw that in there. But well, thank you, That's thank very you. Sweet of you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you share the story of your business, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. um, because your business started by accident. Yes. So what does that mean? Tell us. <laughs> tell us what that means.
1: So I mean, everyone I think has an interesting entrepreneurial story. My story, I again, I was never. One, to think that I would be an entrepreneur one day. I grew up with very loving family, very supportive family and, but very linear thinking, thinking you go to great school, you get a job, get married, have the kids, do all the things, check all the boxes. And then when you are 65, you retire <laughs> all the day. And I'm like, that sounds lovely. That sounds yeah. nice and structured, yeah. very easy. And I, I always was very ambitious and you know, I always wanted to impress my parents and those around me. And so I just thought, you know what? Like, I'm going to get this great job. I'm going to have this nine to five and get married and have the kids and all these things. So met my husband when we were 17, started dating when we were 17, 19 years ago. And that makes me certain age. That's okay. That's okay. that's okay. that's okay. That's okay. Um, you're okay. a baby. Oh you're so God. young. <laughs> I, yeah, age is just a number. So, uh, yeah, met, got, got together, got married. I went to school for graphic design. I love, again, design and aesthetics. Really fell in love with graphic design and worked for many different companies. Did some a little bit of freelance, dabbled a little bit, but mostly worked, you know, nine to five jobs. Loved my career, loved the path I was on. Um, my husband and I bought a house you near know, a good school, did all the things, checked those boxes. And I thought I was going to have three kids when I was, you know, by the time I was 25, 27 years old. Um, Long story short my husband and I finally got pregnant. And um, a few months later, or sorry, a few weeks later, um, discovered it was ectopic, unfortunately, and lost the baby, unfortunately. And I was at home recovering from this uh, life-threatening surgery that I wasn't supposed to survive the night, which was a really weird feeling when you're 20-something years old and your partner and your family, you know, are told that, you know, you might not survive. It's, It's a very strange feeling. And I remember waking up from this surgery I had and being amazed that I lived and they were surprised and it, obviously we were ecstatic, but it's a very strange feeling and it really mm-hmm. makes you reevaluate the path that you're on in your life. And so for myself, you know, it was a very, very tough couple weeks when I was at home recovering and I was on bed rest and I'm not the type of person to sit in one place. I am like you, or I am a busybody and always doing a thousand things and trying to do as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So it was very ch- challenging. And you obviously get into a dark place and you're questioning everything and thinking, why did I survive? You know, what's my purpose? What brings me joy? What gets me excited to get out of bed every day? And my best friend, Tom, decided to come over and teach me how to make candles, something that we could do in my home. and you know, he had gotten into making candles as a fun hobby and was in nursing school at the time. So this was just a really fun little side hustle. And he said, you know what, I can come over and I'll bring over some wine, which is a very important part of the story. And uh, he's like, I'll teach you how to make candles and we can just hang out. And it was purely a distraction from my situation. And it was mm-hmm. so welcomed. And I didn't love candles. I hate to, It's a weird thing to say because I'm an amazing <laughs> candle company. I love candles now, um, but I, I didn't know a lot about candles. Again, it was more so just the why behind why we were doing this. It wasn't mm-hmm. what we were making. And to this day, that's still, I think, my intention with the company. It's not what we're making. It's why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's Ooh. been really pivotal to our success and keeps me really excited every day to come here and hopefully make people happier after they experience our brand than they were before they did. Yeah. So that's really how it started. And it just started in my kitchen as a hobby and as that distraction that I needed. Wow. Yeah. So
0: I want to just say this out loud so I don't forget, but why we're doing it, why, why we're still doing it. So I want to come back to that, but Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. And of I know course. that you share that story openly as part of your business yes. and I think it it's beautiful that you share that because it's not easy mm-hmm. to talk mm-hmm. about difficult stories. Yeah. And have you done a
1: TED Talk by the way? I have not. <laughs> I have why haven't I would love to. <laughs> I I would love to. It's on my bucket list. Okay. So I know. I know you have, so I need to uh
0: good um, to know. Good to know it's yeah. on your list. <laughs> So, but I wanted to kind of touch base a little bit on having the ectopic pregnancy. Yes. Because as women in general, but women running their own businesses, Mm -hmm. women with careers and hopes and dreams and whatever, Mm -hmm. it's something that happens. It's really common. Yes. It's not talked about. Yes and I've had an ectopic pregnancy Mm -hmm. I don't remember them telling me
1: it was like life threatening so I if they catch it soon enough it's not so in my Um. case it wasn't caught and so my not to get super in detail on this podcast but um, I'm okay talking about it but my fallopian tube actually burst at that point so I was internally bleeding so severely and it was hours and hours and hours before while I was waiting in emergency before they actually looked at me and discovered what was actually going on so um, they called it like worse than a stabbing victim and that's why I lost so many liters of blood from internally bleeding all day that they didn't think I was going to survive the surgery. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a, a big ball of you know everything happening at once. Yeah, and it was the worst case scenario. So. Yeah. So that's, that's why it is. And it is a very common thing. And I think that's why I have become, you know, very comfortable talking about it. And I think it's important to talk about it because there's a stigma that mm-hmm. exists. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime you are a woman or you identify as a woman and you want to have that in your life and you want to have children and, you know, it doesn't always come easy to people. And there's people that will unfortunately never have children. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of friends who are in that situation mm-hmm. and not because of their choice its because they can't and it's really unfortunate so a lot of women experience ectopics and many other you know horrible things when it comes to pregnancy Mm -hmm. and having family and it is something that I think you feel ashamed and you feel like you're broken somehow and I feel like women devalue themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a really sad unfolding of a lot of terrible feelings and emotions that Mm -hmm. come up. And then imposter syndrome, that little voice in your head, you know, starts coming in and says, you know, like, you're not meant to do this, or you're not good enough, or whatever those things are you know, talking to women about these types of things, it's incredible. And it, and it's so empowering because they will tell me, you know, thank you so much for sharing this. This happened, this is this very similar situa- situation happened to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could talk about it. Yeah. You know, I felt ashamed or I, I just, they sweep it under the rug, you know, no one
0: talks about it. No one
1: talks about it. And it's a very real feeling. And it's something that really, I think, affects the individuals that are affected it's not to dwell on the sadness of the situation or anything like that, but I think it's just recognizing and acknowledging that mm-hmm. and how that affects your day-to-day and your future and to not let those things maybe hinder your success or Absolutely. or anything like that. So mm-hmm. you're still valuable.
0: I've actually had three miscarriages and an ectopic wow. pregnancy. And I was young. I was like, this was all probably under 20, wow. which is crazy in itself. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that. But, but <laughs> thank yeah, you. That's, yeah, that's thank you. Extremely difficult. It right? is. Yeah. And I felt like it was all alone. Yeah. I had no one, I, I didn't even know what to think yeah. about it. Like yeah. it was just completely bizarre. And
1: even when you have a supportive family and a supportive partner, like I had my husband, thank goodness, and my family, but they don't get it. Like they don't, right. it, unless it's happened to you, yeah. it's really hard to, to feel that true support. So yeah. Yeah. But think, it is something I feel like women should talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Great. Well, thank you for taking a minute yeah, to, to share that. So something else that I learned about something that happened early in your business was uh, Coal and Canary. So which is your business now? Well, one of the businesses. (laughs) And so you had this fabulous idea. Let's get these candles in a swag bag for the Oscars and the Grammys, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's like huge vision. And for (laughs) someone a brand new entrepreneur, we're going to the top. We're going big. We're so, going big, big. like, what was that like? Tell us about that experience. Crazy. It was so crazy. I know.
1: Like, like, when I tell the story now, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that was a crazy move. Um, what was I thinking? But, but, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, I mean, I've always been very ambitious and, like, very you know, there's no the sky's the limit and if you work hard enough you can achieve it. Yeah. And I think I also you know live by the fact of if you don't ask you're not gonna get.
0: Right. So why not
1: just ask? And the worst thing that can happen is someone will say no. Yes. And that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so another door will open. So my business partner and I were in my kitchen making candles and again, even though it was just a hobby, I had the marketing and kind of the advertising experience and I thought, you know, I'm gonna make us this gorgeous, gorgeously branded website and have professional photos taken and and we, we took it seriously, even though we thought we were going to sell 10 candles to our family <laughs> and friends, you know, this is just our side hustle. Yeah. So again, not intending to start a business and I didn't go to business school and neither did he. So we learned everything from the ground up. But when we Googled what do businesses do to be a business, <laughs> they say you make a business plan. So we started making a business plan. <clears throat> Part of business planning is goal planning. So we did our short-term goals, our long-term goals. And we decided, you know, our 10-year goal was going to be to do the Juno Awards and be in in the swag bags. And we thought that would be so cool. Tom and myself are very similar in the fact that we are big dreamers and, again, sky's the limit. I was at my day job and I thought, you know what, I'm just for fun going to email the people who are in charge of creating these bags that are given out at the Oscars and the Grammys. And I said, hey, you know, here's our business. We're from Canada. We make these candles. What's the process in 10 years to even be considered for a bag of this magnitude? Not expecting a response. Right. And uh, anyway, just sending like, a wish, out, sending to a wish out to the universe. Why not, right? Why not? <laughs> so I remember Tom came over a few weeks later and we were making candles, drinking wine. And, <laughs> and I get this email back from them and they said, We know you didn't officially apply but we reviewed your product and we think it's perfect for this year's Grammy and oh Oscars my god. as the official home decor product. They said, "Oh my god." So, I mean, it was the craziest feeling. We thought it was spam at first. But it's <laughs> not real. It's not real. <laughs> um, you know, I think they really thought we were this like big company. Meanwhile, it was just the two of us hanging out in my kitchen drinking wine. So, like, <laughs> kind of joke was oh, on them, that's but like such a beautiful but- story. <laughs> I love it. So then we just, you know, then we had to make the, the decision, like, do we do this? Like, this is crazy. And there's a lot of risk involved. There's a lot of money involved. You have to pay to be in the bag. A lot of people think that they pay you. That is not the truth. It's, it's advertising. <laughs> right. Um, You have to pay for the product cost and all those things. Crazy things happened. We borrowed money from, you know, our parents and, and we took, you know, The, the little, very little money we had. Um, we started the company each with like 40 or 50 bucks each, like whatever cash we had on hand, that was it. And some Um, had to be saved for wine. Like part of the plan. Every time we, we sold some candles, we bought more wine. Like we should have been buying more, (laughs) more product, but, um, we learned that lesson early on. So long story short, we, we did it. Um, it was crazy. It was the craziest time. Um, you know, we borrowed this money. We set the candles down. They ended up being stolen from the warehouse, the shipping warehouse that the candles were sent to in Los Angeles.
0: Unbelievable! So then we
1: had to remake and reborrow some more money to basically stay up twenty four hours a day just making candles. So how did you find out they were stolen? We were checking the tracking just because it was our first time sending a very important, expensive shipment that yeah. we we're excited about, um, and we were following the tracking. And when they arrived at the warehouse at our shippers' warehouse in um, LA before being sent over to the location, um, it said contents arrived and contents stolen. So interior <gasps> of all the boxes were ripped open <gasps> in the warehouse oh my and everything God. was taken out. So <sighs> yeah, you can imagine like when you're, you know, a young business and you're putting all your eggs on the line. Here what did you bathroom, do? It was off. It was like, did you scream? Heartburn. And like, I can't even imagine how you we would were respond just, to like, that. Silent. Like we were just so in shock and just so... It was so heartbreaking and upsetting, and we just kind of thought, you know, maybe this was too good to be true, and, like, all those, all those things happen. so. Okay, so before
0: you continue, like, holy shit, (laughs) 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 and I've heard this story before, but it's such (laughs) a good story, so how, Hmm. like, I picture, you know, young entrepreneurs, yourself, or anyone, and they're like, we have this crazy idea, we're gonna do this crazy thing, And, and then something like that happens. That's almost enough to say it's not meant for you.
1: Exactly. It's too and that's bad. How it felt. Like, it just felt like, you know what, we tried so hard. We gave it our all. And honestly, like a part of me thought like, there's no way we're going to be able to redo this yeah. and let's just walk away, you know? But I mean, we had spent the money on, you know, on the bag placement fees and, and we got all this amazing media promotion everyone was so excited about it. And, we just thought, you know what, we're going to find a way to make this work no matter what. So we, we just did whatever it took. And so and we, so how did you get from like, holy shit, they're <laughs> stolen to, okay, let's go literally again. Literally that night, like we got the email and then that night I called my parents and I was crying and I said, you know what, like this is, this was my, my dream. And I think to be honest, I think. I was happy at my job. I loved the people I worked with. It was a great, fulfilling job and career. But I think in the back of my mind, this was that like glimmer of mm-hmm. like almost like a new future and a new hope and a new unknown, you mm-hmm. know, world that was all of a sudden all of a sudden opening to us. Yeah. And that was so in so exciting and inspiring. Yeah. And so I just saw that just kind of like dim yeah. Like, immediately. Yeah. And so I I called them and and they were so gracious and as well as Tom's parents and and you know, like we got some more money and borrowed it and um, and then they all came and helped us. Like I remember I think I called in sick for a few days to my job and I just was there. And I'm sorry if you're listening, I'm a former employer. They're lovely, they're amazing. Um, and they and they're so supportive to this day of what I'm doing. But um, but yeah, you just gotta do what it takes, right? And and so we, we gathered our friends and family and they just all helped us and we stayed up all night and we just remade everything. So
0: Oh my god. It was a crazy
1: time. It was crazy. that persistence
0: is wild. And just hearing a story like that, it's like, holy shit, like, talk about getting knocked down. Yes, right away. And just reaching in for that fire that you know is there. Yeah. And just trusting it and saying we're going to do this again, we're going to mm-hmm. make this meant to be. This is what's meant to be. Exactly. Like that's incredible.
1: And I think that in that exact moment is when I realized that I think I was meant to be an entrepreneur, and I never, re- I never really knew before that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think I've always been very driven and very motivated, and I will do whatever it takes to do whatever needs to be done. To feel it on that on on a different level, on a different scale, that really can affect your future and, and your personal life so, so much mm-hmm. was just a whole other feeling that I'd never quite experienced to that mm-hmm. level. And I think that was a big aha moment in my eyes as far as, okay, maybe this is the path that you should mm-hmm. be on. And Oh my towards. goodness. So yeah. incredible.
0: I want to dig deeper into your trust in that, mm-hmm. like your trust in making these like huge goals, like the swag bags for the Oscars. Like that's huge. And even like coming out of a surgery where you didn't know that you were going to live Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and have a life, Mm -hmm. the energy that I get from you from our conversations is that you just trust. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so like, where did that come from? (laughs) And how do you rely on that? Like, where is that trust? What is it?
1: I mean, I think that I, my whole life, I've made decisions based off of my intuition. And I think following that, and it sounds so cliche, but I mean, following what is in your heart and really standing up for your values and living by your values is so important and so critical. And I think Mm -hmm. that once people start silencing that voice or Mm -hmm. maybe choosing money over what they really feel is something that they should do, it's Mm -hmm. never going to in my experience it never works out so for me I just think you know I'm I have a very strong intuition and mm-hmm. every decision I've made up until this point right now <laughs> has been made with that and, yeah. and um, obviously there's there's a lot of factors that go into that too mm-hmm. but I mean I, I think just standing up for what I truly believe in is the number one important factor in in trying to make a life that you design that is fulfilling and also is you know, is very purposeful mm-hmm. and somehow gives back to others too. Like mm-hmm. that's a big part of my mission is, you know, I try really hard to, you know, not have an ego or anything like that. I just think be a real, be a, a, an amazing human, be so kind to people, mm-hmm. do the things you love, you know, use your strengths in a way that can maybe change the world somehow. Mm-hmm. So that's really where it comes from.
0: Oh, when you said, um, it sounds cliche. Meanwhile, in my head, it's, I'm going ding, 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 like this. <laughs> I know. I'm looking like... at you. Like, she knows what I'm talking about because
1: I feel like you're the you're the very similar personality. Too, very so. similar.
0: And I love that so much. And I feel like I should change my podcast name to confidence and intuition. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's what it should have been. Because Absolutely. I love I love when our conversations can come here. Yes. So for me, I'm the same way. Everything I do is based on my intuition. One of the questions that I started asking myself when I started stepping out into trusting my intuition Mm was, is it going to be fun? Yes.
1: And if it was going to be
0: fun, I was like, fuck yeah. That's
1: literally literally what I ask myself. It's so funny. Like, that's exactly it.
0: But I didn't start out that way. Like, when I was young, I didn't know what faith was. I didn't know what, you know anything that had to do with like intuition or I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. So when I was a kid, we didn't have any sort of like traditions or culture or anything like that. In my family, like it was taken from them as First Nation people Mm -hmm. from the government of Canada and the Indian Act and residential schools and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it helps me to know why that was really important for my healing and just growing with with my intuition, that sort of thing. But it still took me a long time to trust, and there are still time. Well, I'm getting better. I don't want I don't want to say that I, I'm still struggling because in the last little while, I feel like I've had like these huge growths internally. That's it. Just feels incredible. But I was scared. I was scared to step out and trust and have faith. So my oldest son is going to be 24 tomorrow. Oh my gosh. That
1: is crazy. Uh, I know you guys can't see her right now,
0: but she <laughs> looks younger than me. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but he's, he's going to be 24 tomorrow. And I remember when he was born, one of my friends was like a friend from high school. She was going to church. She met this guy. So she was in love with this guy and she was in love with church. So she was always inviting me and I ended up going and I took my son for a couple of years. Yeah. This is when I started to learn about faith. Mm -hmm. And I remember trying and I was like, well, what the fuck is it? Like, I just don't understand what it is and I don't know how to use it. And so that was my experience. And I think what I did to practice that or to to build it was very much just trying, trying little things, taking little steps and that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I love that.
0: And for you, it was like... It
1: was just a natural thing, almost. Yeah, I mean, like I, um, it's interesting. I think like my childhood was very different from yours, and the fact that my family was extremely um, like French Roman Catholic. So like we grew up with an extreme uh, example of religion, and if we didn't go to church on Sunday, we had to go on Monday. If we couldn't go on Monday, we do on Tuesday. Like it was very mm, strict. You get it in there. Yeah, and like I went to Sunday school my whole life, and my Sunday school assignments were harder than my school assignments. <laughs> Uh, But I will say like, yeah, it taught me a lot and I'm so grateful for that. And it was, it was a very good example growing up of discipline and, and, you know, faith and religion and all those things. The older I got, obviously the more questions you ask and whatnot. I think what really did it for me was after I had my, my ectopic pregnancy and my whole life changing, you know, um, scenario happened. And I remember, you know, thinking, you know, for me, I I think for me, I never felt more spiritually aligned Mm -hmm. than I ever had at that moment. I wouldn't say to this day that I like maybe align with a specific religion as much, but I feel the most spiritual, I think I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and I think a part of that is just, being very conscious of like your mind and your body and all those things and aligning as much as you can. And it's Mm -hmm. not easy. It's not, there's days where it's like, Stronger than others, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I think just trusting your intuition and doing what feels right and knowing what your purpose is in this world, what do you want to, what messages do you want to leave behind? How do you want people to remember you? Mm -hmm. And what are you going to do to make the world a slightly better place? And Mm -hmm. so I think as long as you're look for myself, that's my mission and my personal mission. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as I'm doing something that is following those three things, Mm -hmm. I think I'm doing the right thing. So.
0: So what is a Mm decision-making process like for you when it comes to using your intuition?
1: I mean, obviously, if it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Question number one. You're like, wow, she's so smart. No, no, no. I mean, um, yeah, no. I I think it comes down to, again, like, I I feel it. Like, it sounds kind of funny. Yeah, no, no. It's not funny. Let's talk about it. It's not funny. I feel it in my gut. I do. Um, I usually know immediately. I I usually just, I know. Yeah. if it's the right path or not. Yeah. There's and so so you ask the question and then you listen. Yeah. And
0: is it like you're listening with your ears like just for people who are are listening to the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Like how do you get the response? It's almost, it's almost like I'm told like from in, internally, mm-hmm. internally, it comes from, you know, my gut and it it's just a, it's an overall feeling mm-hmm. and I just, I just feel it very strongly. I mean, I'm talking about like everything in my life. So whether mm-hmm. even with the business, like it's like, okay, we're coming up with a new collection. What would be an awesome collection? And we'll throw out so many ideas and at the end of the day, we'll, we'll narrow them down based off many factors, but I, I usually know the second, mm-hmm. you know, an idea is thrown out. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the one. Yeah. It just resonates. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's in alignment. We're going to go with that. Yeah. And usually, you know, it usually works. Um, it won't always, but it's usually, you know, a great feeling. And I just, I can just feel it. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. And I love that you said it,
0: it resonates mm-hmm. and like, that's what I hope. So clients will come to me. And one of the things that I believe in building your confidence Mm -hmm. is you need to know what you stand for. And in order to know what you stand for, you need to know what feels good to you. You need to be able to trust your intuition and build that like muscle with your intuition. And so what I encourage people to do is I say, ask yourself a question, like Mm. do this in a private space until you get used to it. And then after that, it just becomes natural. But ask yourself the question, and then I encourage them, put one hand on your stomach, one hand on your, your heart. heart. Yeah, i that And too. just to feel it and listen for it. Because I think that's yeah. like one of the things that is missed when it comes to like prayer or yeah. communicating with, you know, anything is you forget to listen. Yeah. Yeah. So listening and then trusting. Absolutely. If this feels good, okay, I'm going to try it and I, just I, I play, play a, with it.
1: I have a friend who swears by that method and she did not grow up with her intuition. She, it's very new to her still. Yeah. It's incredible how, exciting. how different her decision making is and the choices she's made, she's making are and I mean, all these opportunities are just opening up like crazy for her. And it's so obvious and it's so interesting. It's so cool to see. Yeah. But she, for herself, she doesn't feel it as much, but she does the hand over the heart and, uh, and her, and her stomach and she feels it that way. And she nice. hears it that way. So nice. it's different for everybody. Yeah. For me, I find, I, I just feel it immediately and I, it just right. comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever works for you, yeah. but I'm also a huge, um, promoter of vision boarding and I love a vision board. Mm-hmm. So every January I will make a new vision board and you know, it's, it's, you know, pie in the sky, big yeah. dreams. What if there is nothing holding you back in this world? What would you want your life to look like? Oh, such a good question. And it's like, if you know that there's going to be no negative repercussions, what would your life look like? Yes. And don't think about anything standing in your way. I just love looking at it from that perspective and that lens mm-hmm. and then making, you know, a, a, you know, a nice vision board, however that looks for you. I'm and sure yours is you. very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> very colorful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, and then I, again, I, what I, what I tell people and I, I start, to, I actually talk about this and I do some speaking is, you know, create a vision board of your dream life and even do like just the next year. And. I put it on my phone as my background and my screensaver. So every single mm-hmm. time I open my phone mm-hmm. and I look at my phone, it's staring me back in the face. Nice. And I think that's also what makes my intuition react quick because I already know the path I see for myself yes. and does this take me on that path? or Yes. So
0: I love it. Tool that works I really love well. it. So what do you hope that people get from your candles? So it's not just about the candles. It's about more. What is it about?
1: (sighs) I mean, I think kind of what I talked about in the beginning is that I don't see them as just candles. I mean, I really think that they have like to kind of personify them a little bit, but like, I think that there's a piece of me in the candles. And I think that, you know, every part of my story is in that candle. So when they see it, it's not just a candle off the shelf that smells like vanilla. It's, you know, Amanda's at t- top of pregnancy. It's the struggles she went through. It's the successes she's been through and her team has been through. It's putting Winnipeg on the map. It's being in the Grammy and the Oscars. It's like mm-hmm. all, I think it's just a, it's an accumulation of everything that I've tried to achieve in the last eight years and the struggles I've had and the positive things I've had. But at the end of the day, I think I just really want people to feel happy. And I, I think I want them to, again, leave or feel like they are in a much more uplifted mood or leave feeling inspired and mm-hmm. whatever those happy feelings are for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want them, I want our customers to kind of leave that experience of the, you know, after burning a candle mm-hmm. feeling that way. Yeah. And I think I, I hear that a lot from a lot of our customers. So yeah, that's, kind that's of my beautiful. Mission. I love
0: it. Thanks. So I think it was two years ago when I started my speaking up program, I had mm-hmm. a cohort of six for the very first time. And I bought them all a gift bag mm-hmm. and your candles were in the bag. Oh my
1: gosh. Thank
0: you. And, uh, so sweet. and I remember when I was burning my candle, <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> like, kind of what you were saying. I'm, I was thinking, like, this is someone's dream. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, they're such beautiful candles. Like, the packaging, everything on them is totally gorgeous. They mm-hmm. smell incredible and it makes you feel special. You're yeah. like, look at this candle that I have <laughs> because it's a quality candle. Thank And so, yeah. And so I I shared one with each of my clients in the program at the time. So
1: it's getting out there. Yeah. And I I, it's funny. Like we always say at Cole and Canary, like we take our product and our quality extremely seriously. We work so hard. So as much as I'm like, we have fun and we have pink walls, like we do have fun. Yeah. Um, And that's what we say. We take our product quality seriously. We don't take ourselves as seriously. So life is short life is is meant for you know having fun and just living your purpose and and it shouldn't be stuffy or serious yeah yes the quality has to be there and yes that's important obviously Mm -hmm. but we can still have fun while we do those things
0: absolutely do you want to tell us about your other business
1: sure so uh the last three years already I now own colon canary um by myself which is exciting as of two years ago so I bought my previous business partner out but it was a it was a mutual agreement and it's all good very amicable Um, We had already been starting a second company before that. So he uh, is brilliant with fragrance and that's how he got into making candles as a hobby and decided he wanted to pursue perfume. So he applied for a really prestigious perfume school in Grasse, France, which they only accept 12 students in the whole world every year. And he actually was accepted. Mm -hmm. So he went there to study. And he came back and since then we've been starting this luxury kind of unisex uh, perfume brand. So it's called Piper and Pero and we just launched to the public in October. So it's still brand new, but Mm -hmm. it's been three years of, of really hard work and, I'm super proud of it. Uh, we have four fragrances and they're, per- it's, we c- like to say that it's perfume for people. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you identify. It doesn't matter anything about your, your troubled, you know, maybe your, your troubled, um, childhood or the way that anything that's negative in the world and you feel like it affects you or your identity. It does not matter. It's like you're a human and you deserve to enjoy these references. So, That's beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about it.
0: So what's the best way that people can find you and find your services and your products?
1: Sure. So, uh, Colin Canary, uh, it's on Instagram and newly TikTok, tock <laughs> um, as well as facebook and twitter and uh, we have our, our website which is colandcanary.com and we have a brick and mortar location in winnipeg at the forks and then piper and impero we have a website that's piper we sell online as well and uh, we're pretty new but we are on instagram as well so give us a follow and yeah that's probably the easiest ways of contacting us yay yeah. thank you so much for taking time and sharing
0: all of that i'm so excited to listen <laughs> (laughs) Back to this message. Thank you. It was my honor, honestly. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. And tag me at jessicadumas01, because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.